It's totally fine. I have a lot more stories. That you do. Yeah. <laughs> that you do. Guilty as charged <laughs> with the stories. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and listening to I've Got Something to Say. This is the podcast where I tell stories from my life and you get to enjoy them. This week's episode is called Control Your Locus. So there's a concept that I've recently stumbled upon called locus of control. Are you familiar with this, Paul? I am not. Okay. I may totally butcher this because I read an article on it and who knows if I've got it right. But essentially, it's this. If you have an internal locus of control, that means that you feel that you, for the most part, can control what happens in your life. So you don't need others to give you permission or tell you that circumstances are okay so you can go ahead or tell you to, or, or having someone tell you, Hey, stop. That's not a good idea. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work on you. Then there's external locus of control. And that means you just don't have this intrinsic uh, belief that you really control your circumstances. You feel like it's factors outside of you that, uh, determine where you go in life, determine what you're allowed to do. And so things like permission, become really important because you only want to do things if someone gives you permission to do them. Um, If people throw up a roadblock and say, ah, you better stop, you're going to stop in your tracks. And um, people who have an internal locus of control tend to be happier in life. So those people that feel like they're in charge of creating their own reality, they tend to be happier. They tend to be more what we would call successful than people that have an external locus of control. So you've known me for years. Which locus of control do you think that I have? You have a external locus of control. (laughs) Oh boy, do I. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I was younger, probably even worse than now, but just, I mean, what a, what a wimp, what a little mealy mouth, little baby pants boy I was because I felt like everything around me other than me was responsible for either telling me, hey, you're a good boy, you've done good. If I was a bad boy, I mean, I I just crumbled under the pressure. So I grew up feeling that it was really important that I be good all the time. And I needed pats on the head and I needed my, my cheeks pinched and I needed told that it was okay for me to do something before I would even try it. So then I, I meet this kid in junior high school named Mike Gover. And I've talked about Mike on these podcasts before I meet Mike and, and we bond over, um, our hilarity. We thought each other were really funny. Nobody around us shared that opinion, but God, we thought we were both so hilarious. But the main difference between us is Mike had an internal locus of control. He didn't need anybody's permission to do something. If someone told him, whether it be a friend or an authority figure, hey, you shouldn't do that. All it did was light a fire under him to not only do it, but to kick it up a notch, to take it to the next level, to do whatever he could do to go on with his plans and piss off the person who told him he shouldn't do it. 
So Mike and I met and we found out we were the same religion. So we're both, you know, we're RLDS kids. So <laughs> we go to church camp and have fun. And we uh, went, I think we were 16 we or 15 maybe, we went on this church historic caravan where it was a two-week trip on a bus and we went and visited RLDS historic sites and we did like service projects and did church services in different places. So it was primarily around the Northeast. I know we hit Philadelphia, we hit DC, uh, we hit upstate New York where Joseph Smith um, had his visions and things. And we went into New York City, which I was so excited about. So we got to spend a couple of days. We, we actually went to the Jersey Shore and went to the beach there, which great beaches are in Jersey. Who knew? If you haven't done it, take a hike on the Jersey Beach. It's very nice. So we're on the boardwalk, Jersey Beach, and then we're walking around New York and we're meeting other kids our age. So Mike thought it would be cool to talk with a New York, New Jersey accent. Eh? Um, and he wasn't good edit at all so it was really a caricature of a northeastern new jersey new york accent he he kind of s- sounded like he was trying to be john travolta in saturday night fever so hey why you gotta touch the hair huh just terrible so he's talking like this just in our activities as a group the historic caravan group and the the leaders finally sit him down. They're like, Mike, you've got to stop doing this. It's a horrible accent. You're going to offend other people here when we're out walking around the city. So please just stop it. Now, if that had been me, that would have been the end of the story. Oh, my gosh. The authority figures told me I shouldn't do it. I better stop. Mike, with his internal locus of control, said to himself, unbeknownst to the rest of us, hmm, okay, I'm going to stop it for right now, but just for right now. So they told him to stop it. He stopped it for that day. That evening, we went to do a church service for a local congregation, and I don't remember if it was in New York or New Jersey, but somewhere right there, somewhere in the Tri-County area. And everybody had a part to do. I think I think maybe I said a prayer or something, but each kid did something as we put on these services. (laughs) And Mike's was to do a reading of a scripture reading of the voice of God. And so we're, we're in this church full of people in New Jersey, New York, and it comes time for his reading, which was a, a reading. It was him and another girl. And so he would read part or no, she started off and then he would would retort and then they'd go back and forth a couple of times. So we hit that part in the service and she does her thing, you know, doing a good reading voice. And then it goes to Mike and he's up in the balcony behind us. And I hear something akin to, Hey, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yo, I'll fear no evil. eh?" And I saw our leader who was sitting in front of me turn around, his head turned on a swivel, Linda Blair style, glaring up in the balcony. I fucking lost it. I could could not help it. A, it was so funny. B, it was so inspiring to me that someone 
had the onions to do that when they were told not to do it, to just go ahead and do what they want to do and chart their own trail. Now, Mike got in trouble. I don't remember what the what the uh, you know repercussions were. He did get in trouble for that. He didn't care. <laughs> he didn't care at all. And guess what? If he had listened to them, do you think I would remember this that church service? No, I'd, I'd remember nothing. So I'm not saying what he did was great, but it was memorable. <laughs> it, it was out of the ordinary. And to this day, now however many years later it is, I'm 51 years old, I still think about Mike's internal locus of control and try very hard to adopt that more and more into my life so that I can blaze my own trail. Well, that does it for this edition of I've Got Something to Say. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, got lots of episodes out there. If this is your first one, check out some of the others. Who knows? They might be good. Uh, I want to thank KCTK Radio and Paul Lavota for making this happen. He's our producer. He's our inspiration. He is our everything. Would not be happening without him. And we'll talk to you next time.